0: Welcome to Gaia's Consciousness Podcast, expanding your mind and spirit. Learn even more at Gaia.com. Watch interviews, movies, and original series created to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Your journey begins here.
1: People don't really believe or understand the power that they're using to manifest on a daily basis. So you have to start thinking positive about finance. Stop being afraid of it. Fear is a low vibration, low frequency. When somebody says, raise your vibration, raise your frequency, it's a real statement. It's a real scientific statement that can be measured on a, on a computer screen. But when you take your mind from the thought of hoping and begging to commanding, the brainwaves flip and the frequency goes higher and the wavelengths get closer, and when that happens, Every thought that you're thinking goes out into space-time. And so all those thoughts are floating around in space with data on them. That data is picked up from the universal consciousness. And then it swings back around to you all the things that you need to make that those thoughts happen.
2: One of our audience's favorite guests is Billy Carson, whom I've had previous wonderful, enlightening conversations. Billy is back with me today to talk about raising our frequencies and dovetailing that into prosperity. And I have to say, we just changed the open to the show this very minute because <laughs> you say, hey, Regina, I have a book for you. Yes. I ha- yeah, I do my homework. I had um, a whole script done here. Right. Well, you brought woke doesn't mean broke. That's right. And I thought, whoa, 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 what's this all about? <laughs> and you started telling me, and so I, yeah. I made an executive decision on the spot. Yeah. We're going to talk about light, and we're going to talk about how light is used to manifest and how we raise our frequencies through yes. light. And we can get into that incredibly esoteric discussion a little mm-hmm. later on if we have time. Yeah. But what people really need is how do I make this work in this world right now? We've exactly. had such a tough time.
1: I agree. Is that okay with you? I I agree. (laughs) I love the executive decision, and I'm so happy you chose that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, me too. Now, mind you, I don't know anything that's in here. I just saw the book a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. We've only talked for a minute or so, so I'm going to pretend like I do all the time with someone on an airplane. Right. You're sitting next to me, and I'm Mm going to say, whoa, that sounds intriguing. What's (laughs) this about? And we'll start. Right. So first of all, in a nutshell, what's this about, and why did you decide to write it? And then we'll get into the book itself.
1: Well, the book itself is about how to combine spirituality and spiritual practices with understanding how to navigate this financial matrix. I think often people say that people who are spiritual shouldn't have financial abundance, shouldn't be wealthy. They're supposed to be poor in some kind of weird way. They really believe that people who are chasing spirituality shouldn't have anything. I think it's the opposite. If you're walking around talking about you are the light, the power is in you, we can manifest our reality, and you can't pay a light bill, I don't think people are going to believe you. And I think abundance means something different for everyone, and well, that's okay, but you should walk in abundance 24-7. And then you need to understand the financial backing behind and, and, and instructions and information on how to actually achieve that. So I wanted to combine the two together.
2: Okay, so that's really needed right now because we're in a yeah. world where a lot of things are happening, you know, coming out of yeah. the great shutdown, right? Yeah, You have people who were doing service industry jobs Mm -hmm. and subsistence level jobs that are saying, "I don't want to do this anymore." Mm -hmm. I I had a break from it.
1: Yeah,
2: it killed my spirit. You know, they're in despair. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Now that that is one level that you know. I don't know how you address this level mm. of people who are in service industry jobs that don't want to go back to them anymore because the pay is no good, yeah. the hours are long, and they feel more or less abused in a lot of cases. Right. Let's start there at mm-hmm. that level of employment. Yeah. And how do you address people in this situation?
1: Those people in those situations are some of the most incredible people on the planet in terms of their creativity. Mm-hmm the way that they think, their memories are phenomenal, especially in the service. And their memories are incredible at service. I mean, I go to restaurants a year later, people go, oh, you want this, 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 and this. I'm yeah. like, what in the world? <laughs> and so these people have specific passions. And so I would tell them the key is to find your passion. Get a piece of paper out, get a pen out, an old fashioned pen and paper, start writing down the things that you like to do, whether it's a hobby, something you're passionate about, something you always wanted to do, and fill that paper with all these ideas. And then start choosing which passions are you, know, you kind of gravitate towards the most. And then once you do that, start researching and investigating what industries need this passion, what people, what companies need this passion that you have, something you have, a who can use it? Because the key to making money is to find a need and fill it. Mm-hmm. And so you want to do that, but within your passion, so that when you find a need for your passion and you provide that need, that energy exchange will, the side effect is money in your bank account. And now you're doing what you love to do, and you're getting paid to do it. You'll never feel like you worked a day in your life.
2: No, that is very true, and that's how you live, right? Yes, and absolutely. I'm lucky to live that way, too. Um, most people haven't had a chance to really move into that zone yet because mm-hmm. it's not talked about or really encouraged yeah. in society mm-hmm. at this point in time. So there's another—let's go on two other—two two nuances on that. First mm-hmm. of all, say you have a person that maybe, maybe they're a little bit more— um, pragmatic by nature, mm-hmm. and may not have identified a passion, but they've identified a skill yeah. that they know they're good at and they don't mind doing. Yeah. So the same would apply?
1: Yeah, the same would apply. Yeah. Now, you can start off working that skill with, some, with another company. Mm-hmm. You have to start off from somewhere. you got to pay your dues. You always mm-hmm. have to pay. But while you're working that, you're learning all the aspects of how the business runs. Mm-hmm. You're doing your research. You're learning. And then on the side, you may start doing your own thing. That doesn't mean you're trying to steal business from that company, but eventually your main goal, your main plan is to be able to be your own boss. Right. And sometimes you've got to pay your dues. And you may even have a chance to branch off from that company, maybe start a franchise. But you've got, while you're doing these things, you have to be able to spend your money the right way. Live within your means, live within your budget, make the right investments. Don't keep blowing money on partying and hanging out and things that right. have no value. Right. You've got at some point you've got to say, look, I partied the most, the majority of my early years. I've got to sit down and grind right now. Right. You know, early in my early years I was grinding. Right. Now I'm at the point if I want to, I can sit back and relax. Right. I flipped it.
2: So I mean you're talking about a certain level of consciousness obviously mm. that needs to be there to begin with. Right. I talked to a woman recently who runs a an employment service for day workers. Mm. And she said, same thing every year. In this, in mm-hmm. this strata, you're probably not going to get the message through. Yeah. She said, I've done this for many years. Yeah. Every time there's a tax season, yeah. there's a little bit of money that comes yeah. back, we can't find workers. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's kind of what's happening in America yeah. because it, no one wants to go back to those jobs. You're talking unskilled labor jobs. Yeah. And when it comes to that, I mean, how do you address it?
1: I tell people, listen, well, first of all, we have to realize one thing. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink because you're thirsty. I Mm -hmm. add that little extra piece to it. And so people, somebody has to become thirsty for themselves.
2: Yes, that's It's just like being
1: addicted to any kind of a drug or anything. If you don't admit that you have a problem, Mm -hmm. you'll never be able to get healed or cured. Okay, so the first thing is the person has to be real with themselves. I have a problem with handling and managing money. Mm -hmm. It's been generational through all the generations up until me. It's been like that, or at least some, within some time period, the way that I started managing money, it's been horrible. I have to admit, that person has to admit that they've got a problem with that and be, wanting to be willing to want to learn, and especially if they have a family or, they, or if they started a family, they've got to realize, wow, I'm just burning through everything and churning through everything. I'm not leaving anything for my kids. Right. I'm not leaving anything for the future. And so, yes, you can't take it with you, but you can set up future generations who are still going to be here to have a chance, an opportunity to maneuver and do something in this world.
2: Absolutely, and this, now we're gonna go off uh, on a Mm sidetrack, go tangential for a minute, and this is big for you, Mm -hmm. personally. And this is something, before we get in, I'm just gonna kind of flip through randomly (laughs) (laughs) and say, okay, what about this one here? You personally are getting together with your family in the not too distant future, Mm -hmm. and you're going to have a party and do a will reading. Yes. Now, you're a young man, so some Mm -hmm. people would say, wow, you know, you got it together. (laughs) You're doing this so young. But it's far more than that. And you shared something with me off camera Mm -hmm. that I wasn't aware of. And you said, this is not something that's done in the African American community in general.
1: That's right. In general. And it's like,
2: what? (laughs) So let's talk about this why you're doing this and what goes on Mm -hmm. there that. It spooks a person from doing that.
1: Yeah. Again, you know, everybody's heard my story. I grew up in the ghetto. Yeah. And uh, talking about life insurance policies, nobody had money for life insurance policy unless they had a really good city job or something, but they gave them a term policy that was kind of included for accidental death. Right. Nobody really invested in those kind of things. And talking about dying or talking about a will never happened. And so, quite often, what you'd see over all these decades that I've been alive now. I've seen so many GoFundMe accounts, so many donations, or before GoFundMe, selling T-shirts on the corner and selling hot plates of food at the church to try to raise money to buy a $5,000 casket. And so I'm saying to myself, when is this going to end? I've got to be the one to end it. Even in my own family, when my mom and dad passed away, nothing, zero.
2: And why is there fear of talking about death and what comes
1: after you? It's so weird. It's so bizarre. It just seemed like some type of a weird taboo. Where everyone nobody wants like, to talk it jinxes
2: about jinxes you if you talk about your I death. I believe
1: that's what they think. It's like it feels like a jinx. It uh-huh. means I'm going to die now all of a sudden if I say if I talk about it. There's one thing about talking about something and, 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 and figuratively, figuratively and just talking about it in general, saying look if this happens. And there's another thing about saying I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Right. But they take it as the other, like oh I'm going to die soon, so this is what we need to talk about. And people, I don't want to talk about. It. I don't, why, are you something wrong with you? Even my own kids, I said we're going to have this meeting about. My will and testament. So they, they go, know what
2: they're gathering. Yeah. They didn't like
1: it. They didn't like it. Why? Why are we doing this? I said, because somebody needs to do it. And it's going to start here. I'm going to break this generational curse. Now we're going to fix this problem. And if something happens to me, you guys are going to know. And I want to record it recorded on audio and video so that nobody's fighting. Another thing that happens, too, with people who are left some things, I've seen this too many times, bickering, fighting, lawsuits. Oh, yeah. He said this. She said that. No, they didn't say that. No, you're not supposed to get this. When my mom passed away, People came to my mom's house and started clearing out things out of the house. I didn't even have a chance to go there myself. Yeah. I didn't even get there yet. Things yeah. are getting taken out of the house.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen that in films, like in, on islands in Greece where someone dies and yeah. all the women come in and just start scavenging. Yeah,
1: that's what happens, <laughs> literally. And I'm like, wow, are you serious? So I said, this can't happen.
2: Good for you, Billy, and I hope the message makes it out to a wider audience. I mean, obviously, you're reaching a lot of people now. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just something, again, that I wouldn't have ever known about.
1: There's something intricate here, too. It's not just my will and my testament, and this is what's going to happen with my businesses and my percentage of companies that I own. It's also uh, spelled out there specifics as to what you need to, what you're required to do to acquire any of this money. Mm -hmm. You're not just going to get money. Mm -hmm. Your credit score has to be a certain number. Mm -hmm. You have to be gainfully employed in your own business. Mm -hmm. If you're not, then you have to go get a job or start a business and be in it for at least one year. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're like my grandkids, it's going into a trust. When they turn 18, they get some. When they turn 25, they get some more. When they turn 30, they get some more. Mm -hmm. You can't give somebody all that money at 18. Right. There's the requirements in there. You're not just going to walk in, oh, thank you for the money, and go, you know, screw it up. Mm -hmm. And you have to come to my financial workshops just in family Mm -hmm. and understand Mm -hmm. how to manage and use and run money. And if you don't attend them, then you get nothing.
2: Right. Well, and what's so amazing about you is— uh, well, a lot of things, but you're you're so highly developed in this area now, and we're going oh. to talk about partly how you got there, um, and also the fact that you're so highly developed in the world of esoterica and understanding the underlying matrices and principles mm. behind how manifestation, how life, how reality itself uh, functions mm-hmm. and and. Essentially, mani- how everything manifests into our reality, right. this third-dimensional reality. And you're right. We're totally stupid if we think <laughs> that we can live in a third-dimensional reality and not know anything about how to make a living.
1: Right. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> like, What are we doing here?
2: And speaking of, okay, so I, just, so I told you I'm going to go randomly. Mm, so I opened yeah. the page to this. I, you can give us a setup before this, and I mm. want to talk about your billy club plan.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, it says control the matrix. You have to play in this matrix.
1: Yes. So let's start there. Well, we have to first understand, like admitting that you're an addict or addict or something like that, or a poor money manager. You have to admit it. Well, we have to admit that we're in a matrix. Some people don't want to admit that we're in different levels of matrices. We have the financial matrix. We have the esoteric matrix. We have the, you know, the holographic matrix. There's different ones. The financial matrix, everybody can relate to that. There's a the system that's been set up globally that keeps us working and paying and paying taxes and churning and churning and churning right until we die. Well, we have to admit that it's real. Some people don't want to admit it's real. It's a real thing. And you have to know how to play in it. So you have to understand that there's a system here. But just like Neo in the Matrix movie, he Mm -hmm. was able to maneuver through that system, understanding the inner workings of the Matrix. He Mm -hmm. was able to make it bend to his will. Mm -hmm. And so if you're just going to play by the exact rules that have been set forward and you're not going to figure out all the different loopholes that they've actually provided you, then you're going to actually be, fall prey or fall victim to suffering in this matrix. Mm-hmm. But there's a way to play in this matrix to make it work for you. You just have to understand the inner workings of it and what things you can and can't do to make it work to your benefit. Yeah. And uh,
2: obviously, what, 800 and some pages? Six, yeah. 688. 688 pages, <laughs> yeah. All right. You, you got yeah. that. Now, for you personally, and now you start figuring this out pretty young. Yeah. You were uh, incredibly... Creative and flexible the way your mind worked yeah. you were resourceful yeah. out of necessity You wanted more than your life was going to give you right and so you started figure, figuring things out however You then wanted to up the game even more mm-hmm. and you told me off camera that you have meetings yeah. With a man named Billy. That's right, and you got the Billy Club plan. That's right, and this man is a billionaire mm-hmm. you share esoterica with him and help him gain more knowledge in his spiritual life, Mm -hmm. and he helps you continue to refine how to work within the money matrix of this planet. So let's talk about that a little bit, that relationship, but also where he started with you, Mm -hmm. and maybe some of the most important tenets coming from him that are inculcated into this work.
1: Sure, absolutely. So I go to the Ritz-Carlton, if I'm in town, there's a Ritz-Carlton in Fort Lauderdale Beach where you can go for breakfast. I used to walk up and down doing my, my walking meditations every morning. One day I saw the sign. I said, Let me go in for breakfast here. I 10, that was 12 years ago. 10 years, so two years after I started going there, my waiter uh, introduced me to the other gentleman named Billy. He said, Look, you guys are always here alone at the same exact time. Why don't you guys talk? So he introduced me. I sat at the table. We had breakfast and we started having a great conversation. We resonated on the same frequency. He's a billionaire who owns multiple companies, uh, and has, has a lot of money in the stock market. And I was just, you know, doing my thing, esoteric wisdom and, and understanding and forbidden knowledge brand and everything else. And so we, he wanted to feed off me for that information. He loved it. And he was really already on that path, but he couldn't get a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, me looking for the ways to find out how this matrix really works and finding out what he did and how he manipulated and how he was able to really maximize the finances that he had, and even how he started with his own personal credit history is from a kid and built it up by financing a TV and just giving the TV away. He didn't even need the TV. He just wanted to get credit started. Mm -hmm. Little things like that. Mm -hmm. That's playing in the matrix. Yeah. You know? So he knew early on as well. And so he gave me so many phenomenal tidbits of information, how to buy stock, what options to get in and get out, how to have confidence in your decision, how to research the proper stocks, options, or funds, which ones to get in and get out, who his uh, you know mentors are in that area mm-hmm. and why he makes these decisions and also to give me the confidence in making big moves Because prior to that I would make small moves a few thousand here a few thousand there And I'd be horrified and as soon as something went wrong. I pulled my money out. Yeah, he goes You can't do that man. You can't do that He says let me show you one trade. I just did that I, I just put five hundred thousand dollars on Verizon You know it went up eight dollars. I took then I did a swing trade I took the money out You have to make if you want big numbers You got to make big moves and you have to be confident he said, you've mastered everything else. You've got to master this. The confidence. Right. So he worked with me on understanding and learning how to master the research behind investing in, into the stock market. Uh, and, and that it, you
2: share in here? I share it in there, mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. And then also things like you know, how to, uh, understanding mortgages, real estate. He owns a big real estate firm. Understanding mortgages and lending. Understanding all these little intricate things that really can help you maximize your portfolio. So he really taught me how to build my portfolio uh, and diversify it and not keep your eggs in one basket because when I did keep my eggs in one basket before I almost lost everything when the real estate market crashed Oh, yeah, and I was telling him about that He said let me show you how I diversify and I've got money here. I've got money there I've got things here, and so he mixes everything up and uh, he's been, been a phenomenal teacher for me
2: And so pretty much it pays out. Yes, his advice pays out.
1: Yes, absolutely
2: and you got that in here, so people can say, ooh, okay, I
1: could start digging around for myself. Ten years of research uh, from me meeting with him is in the book. Wow.
2: Okay, so now what about some of the common names you hear around the markets in general? You hear, you know, like Mark Cuban, for example, right. <laughs> some of these people. Yeah. Are there any people that have kind of common names that you think, you know, they, they do their research, they're pretty good? you respect Well, Warren Buffett, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Warren Buffett. Yeah. You
1: know, I mean, that's yeah, he, usually he wherever he flows,
2: that's where things go.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of his mentors. So, oh, it is? OK. Yeah. So, you know, he's- you Old know, school. Old school. Old school. Serious old school. That's yeah. flowing into him, and that's flowing from him to me. Right. Yeah.
2: OK, so this notion about confidence when someone is, say, just has enough money now that they can even think mm-hmm. of starting to make external investments. Yeah. Uh, first of all, there's another subject here, and that is the difference between the male and female mindset. hmm Yeah. I don't know if you address that in the book because women have very different set of kind of directives and interests mm-hmm. so they're looking at money like how can I m- not only make this work for my survival but for my kids right you know so now does do you go into these different mindsets in the book
1: I don't separate the mindsets but okay. the mindset is really general to what you just said it's yes. all about It's all about legacy building. This is really about legacy building. Okay,
2: so it really does take family Mm -hmm. and care of others into consideration. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so looking at that, say you're a young person and Mm. you just have enough that you have a couple pennies to rub together that you don't need right away.
1: Right. (laughs) And you might
2: want to start by investing in something. Mm -hmm. So first of all, would you suggest that a, a home is a good way to go? To secure a home or Mm -hmm. would you say hey just keep renting and maybe go over into this market that's not as risky Mm -hmm. what would you say for a young person right now
1: it really kind of varies a little bit depending on how their credit is at that moment Mm
2: -hmm. say they have decent credit they've
1: got decent credit and they've got a couple dollars I would recommend getting a property Mm -hmm. a property they can live in if they can get a duplex it's even better because they can rent one side out and they can live in the other side and that on one side can cover the, the whole mortgage for the entire building. They're living rent-free, mortgage-free. yeah, And they're taking, paying down a mortgage, which is now going to report to their credit history right. and give them a high trade line, real yeah. estate trade line. And now they've got renters. And then once they get to a certain point financially, they can then move on to a nicer, bigger house, or if they want, and they can rent both of those out. And then they've got rental income mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. And I also think very, a very good thing to do is to get into property flips, there's a lot of wholesale properties around this country. I'm talking about in the millions. But how do people find out? Everyone says, yeah, but the banks have all those. Oh, no. There's a lot Where of websites go, that, that, that have access. Wholesale for wholesale properties? For wholesale properties, yeah. Mm-hmm. MyHouseDeals.com. Mm-hmm. I go on there every single day.
2: MyHouseDeals.com. Okay, MyHouseDeals.com. Okay, MyHouseDeals.com.
1: You go on there. You pay four or 500 books for the year. You get access to all these wholesale properties every single day all over the United States. And you can, I've seen houses in there for $25,000, $30,000 they only need five, dollars $6,000 to fix-up worth $115,000, 120000 So you can go in there and buy property. You can so even, the
2: flipping market is still working. It's still working phenomenal. It's crazy with what's happened to the economy, yeah. what's happened to people's employment. I know. What, how come the real estate market is still spinning out there?
1: You know, it's really incredible. And in rental
2: market. It's, it's re- kind it, of a shame. And the rental yeah. market, it's hard. It's pricing a lot of people out.
1: Yeah. Well, what you're going to find is a lot of the properties now that you buy to flip. They get flipped to investors.
2: That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's kind of the perception. That's what's
1: happening. The yeah. investors are buying them, and then the investors rent them out.
2: Right. And so then, they're going for maximum profit.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, where does that line start blurring over into then caring for others and caring for your neighbor that need to have places to rent?
1: Well, that's another incentive that you can do. So you can actually find people that are in foreclosure from these databases. Mm-hmm. And then you can get those properties from them, which saves the house, and then you can rent the properties back to them. That's what I do. So Mm -hmm. you can rent the property back to people who are in foreclosure. You've got to qualify them at least in some way, shape, or form. But you can rent the property back to them for a period of time until they can get back on their feet and buy it back from you. Or you can give them a time frame that you can sell the property. Mm -hmm. But you give them an opportunity, a chance, not just kick them out on the street. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those are coming due now because of what's been going on. Right. There's a lot of people that were so far behind. We're going to see in 2022 a lot of these new foreclosures. Okay. And there's a lot of people that that would love to rent their house back.
0: Yeah. No, that's interesting. Gaia.com lets you explore over 8,000 films, documentaries, and original series. There's so much going on in the unseen world. Hidden truth. Why in the media today, they still seem to hold back on these incredible stories. Behind an unknown universe. Where science and spirituality all come together. Gaia.com. Content you can't find anywhere else. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. So
2: now going a little more kind of to the, to the core of it. So you're in a family yeah. that has jobs that pay the bills mm-hmm. and maybe have a little bit saved up by the end of your life. Yeah. But by and large, there's never really been a thought about from generationally mm-hmm. about anyone building wealth. Right. And there's also not been anything where someone says, hey, let's go get something at the expense of another. Yeah. Because I mean, that's, a, that's a quick way to do it, but it's not a good way to do it. Right. So you're just kind of playing it straight, generation after generation. Mm-hmm. And you want to break out and maybe feel something beyond that. Yeah. Where do you start working with a person on a spiritual level mm-hmm. regarding this?
1: Well, I start with them understanding the power of manifestation and understanding conscious light waves, because that's, a, that's really where it all starts.
2: Yeah, everything. we can go into that discussion. Yeah. You've given us a little hint of mm-hmm. what's in here, yeah. <laughs> so let's go into some yeah. of the underpinnings of that now.
1: Well, everything starts on the consciousness platform, just like you have a platform, which is like social media platform, you have a TV network platform, They're everything. The consciousness platform is the original and first platform. Yes. And so on that platform is a platform of light, light waves. And so people don't really believe or understand the power that they're using to manifest on a daily basis. But if you look around us, everywhere, everything has been manifested from thought to reality. Yes. Even this cup was thought in a brain, and now it's yeah. here, and I can touch it. So it works the same way in the financial markets. It works the same way in you know, abundance. You have to first go into a mindset that you want abundance. Not that you're hoping to get it. That's a different mindset. Hoping and wishing for things is a low frequency. Mm-hmm. You want to create a wavelength an amplitude and wavelength in your mind that ha- oscillates at a very fast pace, which means that the waves are very close together, not spaced out. Mm-hmm. And so if you, see, if you put a wave cap on somebody who's hoping and begging and wishing for something, you'll find that the oscillation is very slow and wide and that the amplitudes are very high, the trough and the height. When you get into a person who is now believing that something is happening or believing in the moment that it's actually occurring, that's what I was just going to ask you about. Continue. That they're an active participating in the now, that it's, it's for them. The wavelengths will be very quick and very short, and the wavelengths will be short and very close together, which means they're at a high frequency. So when, you, when somebody says, I'm going you know, to get in the high, raise your vibration, raise your frequency, it's a real statement. It's a real scientific statement that can be measured on, the, on a computer screen. And so it's not like you know some fancy uh, you know, gypsy... Uh, stuff. It's real science. And so, when you take your mind from the thought of hoping and begging to commanding and being uh, coherently a part of the situation, that it's happening now, the brainwaves flip, and the frequency goes higher, and the wavelengths get closer. And when that happens, every thought that you're thinking goes out into spacetime. Every single thought from the beginning of mm-hmm. your time you could think. And so, all those thoughts are floating around in space with data on them. That data is picked up from the universal consciousness. Yes. And then it swings back around to you all the things that you need to make that, those thoughts happen. Now, if you're coming out with nothing but low frequencies, you're going to get back to low frequencies. When you call somebody on the phone and say, hey, how are you? And they've always got a problem. They've always got an issue. This happened, that happened, this happened. Everything's always bad. They're always making bad things happen for themselves because of their low frequency. When you're talking to somebody who's got a high frequency vibration, always good things happening nonstop. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this person's lucky. No, they're not lucky, yeah. they're vibrating at a high yeah. frequency. The law of attraction works in both ways. Yeah. So you have to start thinking positive about finance. Stop being afraid of it. Fear is a low vibration, low frequency. People are afraid of finance. Start thinking positive, high energy vibrations. I'm gonna, I'm gonna command this. I'm going to master this. Like Billy told me, you need to master this.
2: So this is the really assignment of will. Yes. And will is an interesting and tricky subject itself because will often butts up against what's in the subconscious mind. Yes, it does. And so let's talk about that that kind of interference pattern mm-hmm. that comes in when someone says, yeah. "Well, I, I can, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to start thinking in that commanding way." Mm-hmm. And this thing is pulling them down. Right. They don't. Even, they can't even identify it. It's in the subconscious, mm-hmm. and there's a lot in there.
1: Yeah, There's a lot in there. So meditation is key now. Okay. You have to clear out the subconscious mind. You have to clear out. You have to let the cosmic energy fill, your, fill up your cup. So I, I go into these manifestation meditations where I envision a bowl in my mind, and a hand is taking these thoughts out of the bowl. Because you can see the thoughts once you focus on them. Yeah. You know what they are. Yeah. And then the bowl becomes empty. And in this manifestation meditation, I fill the bowl back up with thoughts about whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish, whether it's a car, a house, uh, better finances, abundance, whatever it is. And I'm living that moment. I'm not... Hoping that these things are going to happen, I'm seeing myself driving that car. I'm seeing myself getting the keys and opening the door to my house. I'm sitting on the couch, looking around, turning the TV on, watching ESPN on the news or something. I'm living in the moment, within the meditation, as if it already happened, because in that realm, it's more real than this realm.
2: And it has happened. Yes. Once the thoughts out, it's happened.
1: Once the thoughts out, it's actually happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's the positive way of doing it. And then in here, I have a list of an enormous list of positive affirmations to help you with the abundance and finances and you're supposed to say these consistently all the time uh you know and those positive affirmations uh in 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 coordination with the actual manifestation meditations and then of course using the tools and the information and knowledge on how the finances work and the positive mindset i'm going to master this not being afraid but knowing that you're going to master it is going to get you there
2: you're right, Billy. And I think the big the big leap here, the leap in consciousness, is understanding just because these things are pulling you down and making you feel uncertain about mm-hmm. yourself, you literally can, you could. Mm-hmm. That might still be pulling on your emotions, yeah. but you have the choice to break that pattern mm-hmm. and say, no, I'm going to go all in on this because mm-hmm. I understand the nature. To me, it's about understanding the nature of reality. Mm-hmm. It's not about overwriting programs as much as understanding Look, I can continue this feeling right now, right. this thought right now. Mm-hmm. That's I'm manifesting it in the other dimensions. Yep. It's going to come back and you know whip me around a little bit, mm-hmm. or I can just go this other route. Either way, I'm manifesting it.
1: Exactly. You're, either way, you can either, either, either manifest way. it. And you know, so I, I, you know, if I go to the restaurant, I know I'm not supposed to eat a, a muffin. Because the muffin's going to give you a muffin top. Mm-hmm. I got a decision to make. Do I want to sacrifice getting this muffin top, or do I just not want? I to, make that sacrifice. You know, you know what I mean? You know you. <laughs> I'll just, have
2: the muffin. You see?
1: Or do but I want to look at it at the beach? It's a decision. Exactly, it's a decision you and have to choose. So, you, like I said, you can't. You can lead a, wa- a horse to water, but you can't make them drink because you're thirsty. They have to be thirsty for themselves. Right. Somebody has to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I, it's time for me to. Right. You know, I'm building for generations. Right. The elite people on this planet. They plan for 5, 10, 15, 20 generations. Mm-hmm. They plan, you know, on a thousand years from now, this is what we want to see on the planet. Right. They're not thinking about paycheck next Saturday. Right. Everybody's going, you want to get paid on Friday? I'm going to go here on the weekend and blah, blah, blah. No, they're thinking 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 years ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Are, I should be doing that too. How about you? So you're
2: thinking ahead. How far do you project ahead, and what do you see that? Well, because now you can bring the light, the manifestation, the awakening of consciousness Mm -hmm. to the degree it's going to, because we have a really weird bifurcation of consciousness right now. But for those who are who want that journey, Mm -hmm. what do you see that journey looking like in the future? My goal, even beyond the world that we have structured financially right now.
1: I told my kids I'm planning for five generations. Okay. Because with between the, the the planning for the five generations. The spiritual teachings, the manifestation techniques, the financial training and teaching, by the fifth generation, it should be automatically embedded into the through the RNA, which comes down through the father, mm-hmm. and it should be embedded into the RNA. It should be epigenetic memory by then. Mm-hmm. The reason why there are certain races on this planet that seem to strive financially better than others, mm-hmm. besides oppression and all these other things, it's because it's in the DNA. Mm-hmm. It's it's in it's the epigenetic force for so long. So long. It's, mm-hmm. They don't even certain races of people don't even expect to be poor. Mm-hmm. It's not even a thought. Right. It doesn't mean they're all billionaires. Right. But, this, this, but they're this, not
2: thinking in terms of subsistence
1: living. Exactly. Yeah.
2: They know even, there's confidence inside. I'm going to be okay. Yes. I can always get a job. Yeah. You know, at least that level of thinking. And you're absolutely right.
1: Yes. And so you that's know, how it was in white
2: America in 1960. Absolutely. Post World War II, white America. Mm-hmm. That was just an understanding. There was no thought that you were going to you know, miss your mortgage payment. You could always pick up a job at an yeah. insurance agency or a widget factory. There yeah. was plenty to be had. Right. Well that world has changed. Yeah. Those jobs aren't to be had anymore. It's all Having it all laid out for you where you can go, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, twenty one to sixty five and get your gold watch. That's that's right. over. That's over. So now it does come down to understanding the nature of reality yeah. of how we create. I mean mm-hmm. what you're saying is so Incredibly true. So I want to talk about your own personal meditations. You told me this morning, because you're a model of this. I mean, you you live it, you walk it, you're you're teaching your kids. Hopefully, they're going to be living it, walking it, teaching their kids. Right. But uh, you get up. You got up at 3 o'clock in the morning in your Mm -hmm. hotel before coming here. Um, You did your meditation. Yeah. And then you did your workout for an hour, Mm -hmm. you know. And everything about you shows the clarity of thought, your elegance, Mm. Thank your you. physical appearance and condition. Everything you put your energy to is apparent the second anybody meets you. you. You walk your talk. So tell us about how that meditation goes for you in the morning.
1: Yeah, Well, I have, a, I have so, much, so many things coming up here in the next few months with my business. Uh, I'm trying to get on a platform for a crowdfunding campaign. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of strategic things that need to happen first. And so what I've been doing is focusing on manifesting that and maximizing it, because now the SEC has changed the rules because of the situation and given a higher cap on what you can do in the first round.
2: Of, of GoFundMe type campaigns or
1: crowdfunding? Right, exactly. Okay. Business crowdfunding. Yeah. And so I'm trying to find a way to uh, have a successful campaign. And mm-hmm. through the manifestation techniques, doors are opening, things are opening. And I'm on this phenomenal path of enlightenment where See, through, through the manifestation meditation, what happens is the, the law of attraction brings back what you want and what you need, but it doesn't exactly manifest that instant. It gives you right. windows and doors that are open and right. plugs you and connects you to things out. You have to have discernment here because these things will come into your life that will connect you to the next thing. But if you don't discern, like, this is helping you get to your end goal. Right. It'll pass you right by. Exactly. This is really important. Yeah. This is true
2: in business. Mm-hmm. It's true in relationships. Yeah. Sometimes you, in a relationship, meet a person yeah. just to prep you for a certain understanding of something yes. to meet the next person. Right. And you put it all on red there. Mm-hmm. You know, so how, this discernment, is this, um, when you're talking about looking at something and knowing just that you got to follow it to the next step. Yeah. Do you know immediately, or have you learned to discern what's just the next step versus the end of well, the journey?
1: What I've learned is that the human brain perceives uh, what's going to happen next up mm-hmm. to seven seconds in advance. Mm-hmm. This is, these are real scientific studies. Yes, they are, yeah. And so what the average person is doing is, through my studies, I found that they're just like sitting in the ocean, and the wave crashes over them. And when the wave crashes, that's when they realize the moment has happened. Mm-hmm. And by then, it's too late. Just right. like if you hear a plane go supersonic, a mm-hmm. jet, mm-hmm. once you hear the noise, it's gone, it's mm-hmm. gone, it's over. Mm-hmm. Once a wave crashes, it's over. Mm-hmm. So through understanding and having a higher level of consciousness, you learn to ride the wave, the wave of space time. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you can be closer to real time because mm-hmm. we're not living in real time. We're living mm-hmm. in delayed time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can be within that two to three second period of, going, of knowing what's happening, what's gonna happen next. And by that method, you're living closer to real time. You're living closer. You have better discernment. You have better understanding.
2: So let's talk about how you would apply yeah. that in your morning meditation to yeah. this new crowdfunding cap issue that you have right. to contend with. What would that look like in your meditation?
1: In my meditation, what I see is the end before the end. So I don't worry about the steps to get there because the universe is going to provide all the steps I need and all the players that are going to right. need, need to, pl- to play. Right. What I envision seeing is the success, the operations improving, the staff building up. I can also see my, uh, you know, myself celebrating and have a, having a celebration with my new staff and, and all these different things happening for that particular business. And so I even you know, envision seeing moving forward into the next step, which mm-hmm. is going to be like a phase two. Mm-hmm. So all these things, I'm living it and experiencing it through the meditation. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a controlled dream. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about the int- little intricate details because mm-hmm. all those will fall right into place when I need them and how I need and them. And
2: that's really critical because some people would say, wow, he's in control of everything. He's in control of his right. life. But letting go of that, those interim steps, mm-hmm. I've always found is critical. Right. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a little tiny person compared mm-hmm. to you on this <laughs> financial scale, but I've been able to manifest through the exactly the same principles nice. i'm just a little lazier you know <laughs> i don't put as many hours in on it yeah. uh but but i've done it through the same principles yeah. and it's as hard for people to understand mm-hmm. don't try to control yes. and let your mind say okay now i've okay maybe i can make a phone call to this mm-hmm. stop it right stop it because that person whoever the person is will be there. Right. Or you will get the inspiration after you're out of your meditation. You don't need to call him, mm-hmm. And it'll be there. And so talk about this need of not only having a clear understanding of what you want, mm-hmm. but a very clear need to let go yeah. of the process.
1: Right. Like Yoda said, you have to be willing to let go of everything you fear to lose. Yes. Okay? Yes. That's key. It is key. And so when you're trying to hold on to everything, I had a meeting one time with another guy. This guy was a multimillionaire. And uh, he said, you know, Billy... You, you, you'll be rich, but you'll never be wealthy. He was trying to teach me a lesson. You'll be mm-hmm. rich, but you'll never be wealthy. I was like, wow. Why would you say that? He says, because you're trying to micromanage every aspect of your businesses. Exactly. And you want to be involved in every single thing, and you want to do every single thing. You never make it. He said, you have to be able to learn how to delegate out the workload to other people and put together teams of people that you can trust and you can build with. If you don't, you'll never be wealthy. And there's a difference between rich and wealth.
2: Yes, there is, and you're talking at that level. But if we're talking at a different level where the rest of us play, mm-hmm. you know, it might be this this job or this this thing you'd like to do that you mm-hmm. want to manifest. It's the same principle, mm-hmm. but you're just talking about your unseen right. partners and forces that are working it out for you because mm-hmm. it might only be one phone call away, right. for example. True, and to have faith in life with a capital L. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what I think is probably the biggest detriment. You know, to society is not having faith in life itself, placing it in everything. But the fact that all these forces Mm -hmm. are there, they're seeking to uplift you and fulfill these desires.
1: Absolutely. It's not there to work against you. It's not there to work against you. And with the positive, the right mindset— these things, literally, I've seen it happen. So I mean, I'm, I'm Manifesting is so easy for me now, I'm almost a, being very cautious for what I think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you've got to be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes when you manifest, you can bring things into your reality that will give you the manifestation, but there'll be a side effect. This is cause and effect. You know, This is one of hermetic principles that you have to be willing to now analyze this manifestation. If I manifest this, there could be a potential cause and effect yes. that could be... Not favorable for somebody else, right? Do I want to go ahead and pull this in mm-hmm. and affect this person or mm-hmm. these people or this situation? Now you got to make tough decisions. Now
2: that's wisdom and maturity, yeah. though, right. and that's where more spiritual, I think, principles would come into play.
1: Yeah, that's more spiritual principles. I mean, I could have manifested an old relationship if I wanted to, mm-hmm. but I had to think. That's for, that's not, see, I'm being I'm being greedy. It's just mm-hmm. all for me personally. That's gonna that's gonna create a situation for other parties involved. And so now, do I want to do this for myself and make me, myself feel happy? Or do I want to make this sacrifice and realize that's not the best decision for me to work on manifesting. Let that go, mm-hmm. let them be happy. So you're talking about consequences, consequences,
2: consequences of the things you choose to manifest. Yes. Now, how would that look in a meditation? Would you use your bowl and the thoughts and take them out, or what other man- what other meditation that's would you use for consequence?
1: That's actually how I did it. Oh, so, it is. Okay. Because when I see all these things, you know, I I I, I review the potentials. Like when I do, I do my workshops, I teach people: if you want to bring something into your reality tone, you got to realize that there are superposition potentials. Everything exists as a way for potentials. Yes. And so based on the decision you make, it's going to pull one of those into your reality. Mm-hmm. So I envision these potentials, and I realize if I make this decision, this is a potential side effect. Because every decision has a side effect, whether has, uh, an effect. has a consequence, whether right. it's a good one or a bad one. Right. And so I try to just focus on the ones that have good consequences, because I realize that bringing in manifestations that generate negative consequences to someone else or some other situation is going to generate bad karma for me.
2: Yes. Well, that's down to your incredible level of maturity and wisdom <laughs> at this point in life. And you've had to learn a few things the hard way. Yes. So, Billy, we only have a few minutes okay. left. So, getting, getting in, digging deeper into mm-hmm. this 688 yes. uh, page book, uh, we only skimmed the surface of a couple of things, a yeah. couple of principles. I love that you shared the bowl meditation with us because we can see this can be used for yeah. any number. Yes. of manifestations or for clarity and understanding mm-hmm. and discernment. Yeah. So give us a couple more principles we mm-hmm. can go away with for those who aren't going to get around to reading all the, time, <laughs> the whole book.
1: Right. I think you have to be willing to be very real with yourself. That's the biggest problem we all have. A lot of people don't want to be real where, where they are. We can have a private conversation. You may want to you know, admit to me that I'm, I'm weak at this or I'm weak in that area. Be, be um, firm with yourself. Like, I'm really weak in these areas. These are things get a piece of paper and a pen, write down the areas financially that I'm weak in, and then say to yourself, I need to learn this. I can go out here and I can research all these things. I can watch all these YouTube videos. I can study all these other things. Why can't I study this? Something that's gonna directly affect me and future generations. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I would do. Be honest with yourself. What are you weak in? Stop putting it away. Stop hiding from it. We hide from the, the things. Yes. So we still wanna be able to do what we wanna do right. instead of making certain sacrifices. In order to get ahead with yourself financially and uh, your other generations, you have to be willing to make sacrifices. It can't all be fun and games. You still want to have fun and live. I teach people how to also live in here. It's mm-hmm. not all, you know, like robotic, financial, this, And this, talk this. about
2: that, the place of yes. living alongside it. Because Americans are accused of being workaholics. Right. They take two weeks for vacation, <laughs> which is literally considered yeah. abuse in other countries. So let's sp- focus for just a minute on yeah. what the living part means to you.
1: The living part is when you find your passion— and you work within your passion. That's the most important thing. That's the big trick to this whole thing. Then you can smell the roses while you work. You're, first of all, you're enjoying the work. Yeah, you're, truly. You're, you're getting satisfaction from the outcome of your actual work. It's an energy exchange, and the side effect is money. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, you get a chance to live the life of your dreams because you're doing something that you truly love. Mm-hmm. And that's the premise of the book.
2: And there has never been a better time to just be yourself than right now because the old structures are gone. They're not there for you anymore. So what do you have to lose? What does anyone have to lose to identifying their own truth and their own passion? Billy, thank you so much. Thank you. I need to hire you as my coach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I want to add one thing. Yeah. The Billy Club? Yes. You wrote yourself a a check for a billion dollars and yet to be due in five years' time. The Billion Dollar
1: Club. Exactly, yes. The Billion Dollar Club. The Billy Club. That's where I'm headed.
2: I love it. Thank you so much. It's for generations.
1: It's not for me. It's for the future generations. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, Billy, you're not an ordinary human being walking this planet, (laughs) obviously. And we totally appreciate what you are and what you show us and share with
1: us. Thank 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 you. so much.
2: Billy is full of such scientific <laughs> wisdom, and you can find out a lot more by visiting his site at ForbiddenKnowledge.com. That's with a four, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. You can also see my previous interviews with him here on Gaia and check out his own work here on Gaia. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on Open Minds.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaia's Consciousness Podcast. Learn even more at Gaia.com. And watch interviews, movies, and original series, all to empower the evolution of consciousness. For more information, visit GaiaPodcast.com. Gaia, watch, belong, transform.